Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Welcome to Four Down Territory. Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with first down. Another come from behind win for the Nuggets last night as they rally late to beat Toronto 118-113. I guess, Mark, you could look at this one of two ways. Are you concerned that they find themselves in these early holes that they have to dig out of? Or are you more impressed by the way that they dig out of these holes and eventually come back to win. I'm more impressed with the way they have an ability to kind of dig themselves out or at least, you know, continue to play their game. It's almost it's almost Patriot Patriot esque in that when you talk to Bill Belichick and you talk to the Patriots, it's more games are, are, are lost than won. So we stick with what we do, and then all of a sudden we ratchet it up in the second half on the defensive end of the court and create opportunities offensively through the way we play defense. And to be able to do that, um, and they've done that in back-to-back games, has been pretty impressive. On a night when Nikola Jokic only took eight shots, nearly finished with a triple-double, 17-13-9, and nine, but only took eight shots, there were six guys that took more shots than Nikola Jokic from Michael Malone, including Michael Porter Jr. You know, I grabbed him yesterday after practice and just told him how proud I was of him. I mean, everything that's been laid in front of him as a challenge defensively, you have to buy into the defensive end. You have to be a guy that we can play late in games. And it starts with trying and caring. We've seen that. Countless examples all year long. Offensively, don't just be a magnet to the ball. With our offense, the ball will find you. The pass is king. Trust the pass. And when we do that at a very high level, 30 assists tonight. And now I think he's gotten to the point where, okay, I'm just going to trust the offense. I'm going to trust my teammates. I think Michael Porter has been just tremendous on both ends of the floor all season long. When yeah. he's your why he's fourth, going to the Hall of Fame. Well, yes, that's why he is is a Hall of Famer. But when your fourth option is Michael Porter Jr. playing at this level, averaging about twenty points per game over the last month, I love. I I, I don't want to be too too jinxy cat, but I I don't I don't know who beats this team if. Your big four of Jokic, Murray, Porter, and Gordon are, are playing like this. I love. He's got a point. The whole process, the trust aspect of it. In this offense, Michael Malone said, the pass is king. It's going to find you. Because mm-hmm. we got a bunch of unselfish players. There is not, you know, there's not a, uh, there's not the ball just get, there's not a, a vortex that just gets sucked into, right? Right, right, right. Ball doesn't stick. No, George Carl always talked about this. Hates when the ball would stick. Right. And it doesn't go to Mello and just stop and die. everybody stands right. around. Black hole. Right. You know, the, one of the cool things about them is there's so much motion in this offense. Why? Because guys know they're going to get rewarded. And I've always said this back in my ESPN days when I went and uh, we're doing Sports Center during the Super Bowl when the Broncos beat the, Car- uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, went to a Warriors game and watched them celebrate the extra pass. Watch them. I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five passes before somebody gets a just a clean dunk or a clean look. And 
they were more excited about that fifth pass than they were about scoring themselves. And that's the Nuggets when you watch them. Second down. Giannis Antetokounmpo lost his triple-double that he selfishly stat-padded to get. He needed another rebound. Mm. And as the clock was running out Sunday, he uh, took a shot just to get the rebound. And it originally went in as a triple-double. And even Giannis, after the game, said, quote, kind of stole one. But the NFL took it away. According to league rules, a field goal attempt to count as official, the player has to shoot with intent to score a field goal. Mm. Did the NBA do the right thing? Yeah. Yeah, they did in that case, 100%. He was shooting with the intent just to get a rebound. So, but what about when guys pass it off the glass to themselves and then dunk? Well, that has that that's just for showmanship. That has does that they're not an assist on that? No. Okay. You don't get a self assist? No. Okay. Tonight didn't happen. Tonight didn't happen. (laughs) Tonight it didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah. Now let's see if the NBA uh, puts their foot down with John Morant. It's one thing to take somebody's uh, rebound away. It's another mm-hmm. thing to take recess away. And and two games is not enough. It's recess. not going to be two games. It's got to be. Gotta be it's got to be way more than that. It's got to be more than that. Third down. Avalanche and Sharks tonight at Ball Arena. The Avs in the uh, wild and woolly topsy turvy standings in the Western Conference in their own division uh, are now after. Winnipeg lost in overtime. But what do they get? Come they on out. What do they get? They lost in overtime. Lost in overtime. That's a, a O-T-L. T-L. Correct. Overtime so they get, lost, a, they get a point. They get a point. Yeah. They get a point. Uh, so they move back ahead of the Avalanche for third place in the uh, division. Okay. But the Avs... Three birds in the bush. Oh my! With gosh. Winnipeg, three Eight. birds doesn't even matter. Three games in hand. Yeah. So come on, that's uh, that's the potential of six points. Correct. Boom. Mad, 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 mad. Mark is on his game today. I tell you what, I woke up on the raw, uh, the right side, right of the side of bed today. Yeah, right side. You bounced out of bed. I did. You're like American Dad bouncing out of bed. Mm-hmm. Good morning, USA. That's right. So the Avs currently holding down the eighth and final playoff spot in the West. But, again, bunch of uh, birds in the bush there. Yeah, tons of them. They play uh, San Jose, San Jose on a back-to-back. That should be a get-right game tonight. That should be a... That should be one where you hang. You you turn the tide and make it 7-1. to one Yeah, seven. that's a uh, that's a definitely lay the goal in a half game tonight. For mm-hmm. Sure. Third long. You know what that means. The King is here. All right. That'll do it for uh, Four Down Territory. Bring that to each and every morning at uh, 7 a.m. Up next is the Draymond Jones to franchise tag or not to franchise tag. The first big test for Sean Payton. That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. 
Slareth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Today is a big day in the NFL. It's a franchise tag deadline day. By the way, it would appear, it, it seems like Lamar Jackson's going to get tagged in Baltimore. They just cannot work out a deal. No, they can't. And, I mean, I understand why. By the way, you see in Cleveland right now, they're they're trying to go to Deshaun Watson now and restructure the fully guaranteed deal so that they can free up some cap room. <laughs> That's why it's all funny money. That's why if they want to pay you, they can pay you. If they don't want to pay you, they use the cap as an excuse. If they want to pay you, they'll figure out a way to make it happen. Okay, perfect segue. Okay, great. Why don't the Broncos and Sean Payton want to pay Draymond Jones? Um, Because they don't think he's worth $20 bucks a year. I mean, that's really, isn't that really what it all comes down? Isn't the Lamar Jackson, the failure to get Lamar Jackson signed, is they don't believe the style with which he plays um, is a long-term solution to championship football at $40-plus million dollars a year or $45 million dollars a year. I mean, they've already come up with a. It's really hard to... To produce, you know, and to, and to manage your team when your quarterback is taking up the majority of the stop, just just stop. If you want to make it happen, you can have you can make it happen. Well, then, then I have to call into question. Then this is Sean Payton's first big personnel move, and I think he's in danger of flunking it because you have said that you believe Draymond Jones is going to be a superstar. Hmm. You've talked to George Payton about Draymond Jones. He thinks Draymond Jones is going to be a star. Yeah, he thinks he's got the chance to do it. You have told me that based on all your time covering Sean Payton over the years in the NFL, this is a guy who loves to build his team from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Strong on the offensive line, strong on the defensive line. Absolutely. Then why? Why not? Why would you let a guy like this, who, by the way, also has the added benefit of being an organizational success story. Somebody that you can hold up to the entire organization, to every incoming draft pick, and say, mm-hmm. you come in here, you do things the right way, this is what will happen, you'll get rewarded. Right. And now you'll have guys in that room, as you try to build this culture that you say that is so important, now you can start pointing to a Justin Simmons, now you can start pointing to a Garrett Bowles, now you can start pointing to some of these guys like a Draymond Jones and say, hey, these are guys who came up through the system and they got rewarded for doing it the right way. Totally agree with you. I came from the mud. <laughs> but, but, but what you have I to, missed you, Bullsey. Yeah. I missed you. Where is Bullsey? It's time right to now? go. It's time to go. Yeah, I missed you. Missed you, Musk. Yeah. Bullsey will be back. Yeah. Unless they get rid of him. Hey, good. <laughs> no. Well, maybe, yeah. No. Boy, has his stock changed over the years to the point where it's like, man, I can't wait to get Bullsey back. Holding offense. Number 72. Yeah, you want to talk about a reclamation, bro. right? First round, from first round bust to really good play. Yeah. The grass is green and the cows are chirping. All right, so back to Draymond. Yeah, back to Draymond. Um, again, identifying guys early, and George Payton had him identified early, but I believe there was a 
quote unquote hiring freezes you pointed out earlier in the seat or earlier in the show. I, I just think they looked at it like, hey man, new ownership, we're going through the ownership process, blah 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 blah. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not going to sign players, and so they didn't sign him, and six and a half sacks, and he he played. I think he played exceptionally well, and I think his best football is ahead of him, but ultimately. You don't want to pay him top dollar because you've got other, you've got to address other issues. Yes, but, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. You need good players, right? And you can't just simply say, "Well, we're not going to pay a player that we really like and really know is a good player and has even more improvement to make, can be a superstar." We're just going to get rid of him just so we can use up his money to spend it on three or four free agents who are only free agents because the teams that know them the best are prepared to let him go. Mm-hmm. That's that's not smart. And the other the other reason this is a big test for Peyton, Sean Peyton, too many Peytons around here, uh, is because, well, let's say Draymond Jones wasn't happy last year, and he he clearly made that known. Now he yeah. he walked that back near the end of the. Uh, End of the year and into the off season, but still, right now. Let, let's say he's, let's say let's say Draymond Hap, Jones was not happy with last year's experience. Okay, well then this is a first test for Sean Payton to be able to come in here and say it's different. Draymond, whatever you experienced before, it's different. It's going to be different. I want you to believe in me, trust me. Look at my record. Look at my resume. Talk to people who've played for me. This is sort of you know Sean Payton being able to show that. He can come in here and make an impact, right? Oh, good. And players will buy into what he's selling. And if Draymond Jones isn't even willing to give Sean Payton the, the benefit of the doubt and is still hell-bent on getting out of here, well, then what does that say about Sean Payton? Okay, let me just ask you about this construction of the team then. So if you're looking at your football team and saying, okay, listen, we can spend $20 million a year on Draymond or... You know, we have done this and we've gotten great production out of guys like Purcell, out of guys, you know, guys that we're not paying a lot of money, Shelby Harris and different guys. We've found that production before. We need to bolster our edge because we can't count on Randy Gregory being healthy. Although this is the first offseason he's been healthy in in a long time. We've got to make sure that we've got depth. Is Benito a guy that we can trust? Do we need to go in that direction? And then the other thing is, let me just ask you this. If it came down to, okay, here's your choice. We can go after Orlando Brown to come in and play right tackle for us. Even though he's played right tackle in Baltimore, he played left tackle in Kansas City, and he played well. We can go out there and sign him, or we can take Draymond. And 10 out of 10 times, I'd take Orlando Brown. If it comes down, if, if you're making those, if those are the types of decisions that you have to make as a franchise, you know, you have to weigh those things out. Tournament week going on, conference tournament week. CU plays tomorrow in the uh, Pac-12. Superbook Sports presents the Denver Sports 5K Bracket Challenge for the tournament coming up. Selection Sunday on Sunday. The winner of each round receives tickets to every concert or Cheyenne Frontier Days. The grand prize winner takes home $5,000. It's powered by Xfinity 10G, Phil Long Ford and Twin Peaks. Register now. Get your friends on. Uh, get your friends or your office pool signed up too. We'll take care of all the work for you. Sign up at DenverSports.com/bracket. What's trending coming up will include a Happy Gilmore reference, the Fawns, and uh, Tom Brady has a new toy. All that coming up next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending.
right now. Hey, let's start with that Nuggets win last night. Another exciting game. Come from behind win. They're 24-1 and in their last 25 at home. Mark, when you look at the fact, it's a fact, they're not going to give this one up. They're going to be the number one seed in the West. Yeah, home court, we always talk about home court, home field, home ice advantage. But man, it just feels like it, it's going to matter more to the Nuggets than it does your typical team in another sport or even the NBA. Am I overplaying it? No, you're not overplaying it. But I, I would say the one thing that's probably probably playoff wise is is not as probably is not as important simply because you get the rest between games. You know, you're not playing a bunch of back. You're not coming True. in here with a team playing back to back nights where they just don't even want to give effort here in Denver. But there is a psychological advantage. There is a physiological advantage to playing in altitude. There's no question about that. And I don't know, the Nugs, the Nugs, like their team basketball, how they move the ball, that that also plays a part into how exhausted you get. And, you know, Michael Malone talking about how the pass is king in their offense. Mm-hmm. When you're throwing the ball around like that and you're moving the ball and you've got ball movement, you know what that creates on the defensive side of the court? You got to move as a defense. You have to, and that that'll wear you out in altitude as well. So there are there are definitely benefits, and, and especially with them, that they do have a bigger home court advantage than most. Yeah, I don't really think about the altitude. I, I know that it's probably the first thing that'll be brought up time after time after time during the the national conversation about it. But sure. I, I look more at and watching the last few minutes of that game last night just. The confidence level that they play at home. And when you have a team that's willing down the stretch to trust everybody else on the floor, Mm. it's not just simply Nikola Jokic playing hero ball. Then what makes them so dangerous is any team that is willing to be unselfish and any team that has all their guys on the floor down the stretch playing with confidence and willing to pass the ball and get high percentage shots and layups and dunks, and they are sort of bolstered by that confidence by playing at home in those situations? Correct. That's where it matters more. Yes. And home court in the NBA is more important than home ice, home field in baseball, even home field in football. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think I the would, numbers I, I think that. the numbers traditionally over the years have borne that out. So it's a, it's a great place for them to be in. And uh, last night, another home win. Tom Brady has a new yacht. Have you been invited onto it yet? I have not. But so, I could just see us on that yacht frolicking around in Brady underpants. I love Tom Brady. Right? And that, <laughs> if, if that. <laughs> Sometimes nothing at all. So it didn't happen. He has a, a new yacht that he new purchased yacht. for $6 million. Oh, it's more of a boat than a yacht. It's a call. It's, it's well, it's 77 feet. Yeah. 77 feet long. That's skiff. That's, that's not a skiff. That's not a ding. The yacht is a little strong. 77 feet long? Yeah. That's. 
Okay, he's got a yacht. So okay. it's called Twelve Angels. Twelve Angels. Mm-hmm. Okay, he and Giselle had one. They did. They did. Ooh. Mm. But uh, he's uh, he's moved on to a new one. He's moved on to his own yacht. Yep. Twelve Angels. Boy, this thing is nice looking. Yes. Yeah. Look at that thing. Let me see. Let me see. It's just the back view of it, but. So it doesn't look as big, but it's yeah, seventy-seven oh, a, feet long. Yeah, that's that's the back of it. That's a uh, seventy-seven feet is a long. That's a long boat. boat. Yeah, nice, nice. How long is a basketball court? Ninety feet. Ninety feet. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as long as a basketball. <laughs> okay, court. now you start to put that in perspective. Ah, good for him. Good to see him getting a break He's or two driving. here in life. Scotty Scheffler is the reigning Masters champ. Okay. And one of the great traditions of the Masters, and they are loaded with them, is that the defending champion hosts a dinner right. they get prior. Pick, they get to pick the dinner. And they pick the menu. Mm-hmm. And so as a, a champ, you, you send out the invite to all of the uh, past champions to attend the dinner. And it's it's, it's sent out on official Masters um uh, stationary, yeah, yeah, letterhead. So Scotty Scheffler sent out a uh, a fake one. Said, you are cordially invited. You wonder where I get cordially invited, uh-huh. by the way. Uh, to the Masters Club dinner, Augusta National Golf Club, Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, at 7 o'clock. Scotty Scheffler host. And then at the bottom it says, live guys, kindly meet on the ninth green at 9 p.m. Why don't you join us at 9 o'clock on the ninth green? What happens there? That's a secret of the pros. <laughs> Shooter McGavin yeah, retweeted that, sure, by the way. Sure. So that's good. That is good. That's, that's good. great. Live, guys. <laughs> Meet on the ninth green yeah. at 9 p.m. Good for him, man. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a funny joke. Although, although, hey, there's there's no denying, and even some of the, John Rom came on and said this uh, recently, said that that Champions Dinner could be a little tense. Right, because there's been there's been a lot of bad blood over the the split, and now the PGA is responding. They've actually changed up for twenty four some of twenty twenty four some of their rules mm-hmm. that are kind of live golf like. So, yeah, we'll see what that's like because I think there's seven former champions that are playing on the live tour that will be allowed will to play, play in the Masters. Master. So yeah. there you go, good stuff. <laughs> Who knew? That Henry Winkler, you know who yeah. Henry Winkler is. Sure. Hey. <laughs> I love Henry. Apparently, well, maybe you won't like Henry Winkler as much anymore when I tell I you this. Henry Winkler is a big Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs fan. I'm here. How, how did the Chiefs, they got Paul Rudd, Henry Winkler... Um. Oh, who else is the guy that uh, I was buddies with for a while until I gave him so much grief about being a Chiefs fan that he quit responding to me? Uh, the, the the guy on uh, Modern Family, huge Chiefs fan. Oh, the uh, uh, Cam. Yeah, Cam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Stone Street is that yeah, the guy's name? Stone Street. Yeah. yeah. Eric Stone Street. Eric Stone Street. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's, he, you he, gave him so much grief, he stopped following you? Jeez, stink. Come on, man. You got to stop ruining these relationships. He was. I was dr- walking down the Fox lot, and all, and he's driving out because they shoot Modern Family on the Fox lot. So I'm bebopping down the Fox lot, you know, down the side. So his car pulls up, window rolls out, stink! And it's Stone Street. I go, hey, what's up, man? Then I'm flipping him crap, like just crushing him about how bad the Chiefs suck. And then next thing I know, Huh. You know, ghosted you. Yeah, I mean, the text it stopped going through. Like, it just, like, not, not responding. I think I heard his feeling. Heard his little... We'll back circle back to that for just a okay. quick second. But apparently, uh, the Fonz got a chance to meet Mahomes at a game this year in uh, Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And he has invited uh, Mahomes to come by for dinner at some point, where he'll make Henry Winkler's famous ricotta stuffed chicken. Really? So, Henry Winkler... The Fonz wants uh-huh. to break bread with Patrick Mahomes. Hey. I'm here. Okay, now back to mm-hmm. you just walking around the Fox lot. Were you just out walking to get some fresh air? No, I was to wa- get some, I was Or were you hoping by- that maybe you'd walk by and somebody would say, hey, hey, you. No. We need an extra. Or, hey, you look like an actor. How would you like to come in here and help us with our pilot? Were you fishing for no, acting no. gigs? Huh? No. Um, I used to walk from the hotel every morning when I would do, even when I was do this show and we come on at 5 a.m., I would walk from the hotel to the Fox lot. So there's a back entrance, a back gate, and you just have to walk through the lot. So it's about a, literally about a eight to 10 minute walk. So I walked it every day. So you weren't to and fro trying to, uh, no. you know. Finagle? No, no, no. An finag- acting invite? No, no, no? finagling. Uh, they, most you are walking around with resumes. Hey, no. Here. Most of the sets one, are one, most one, of the one, sets. One. But you do. Here's one of my headshots. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> dropping headshots. Say, oh, hey, what's that? Just, oh, oh, that fall out of my pocket. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what's your head? Leaving breadcrumbs. Find a way home. Was it Goldilocks? Did Goldilocks leave breadcrumbs? Uh, no, I don't think so. Who left breadcrumbs? Who left breadcrumbs? So they could find their way home. Oh, that uh, Hansel, and, Hansel and, Gretel? and Gretel? That's not an old really. Don't, don't. No, start. I don't. I mean, because I you're genuinely confused. No, I am. Yeah, no, there's no question. Und Gretel, leave crumb. Oh, I'm so hungry. I get to eat the crumbs. I just follow Gretel. I'm a little Hansel. I am German, too. And I am chubby. So I'm a little German, chubby. <laughs> Old Gretel keeps dropping the crumbs and I keep eating them. They're delicious. Kramer, tell me you got that. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. <laughs> oh, man. That is what is trending. All right. Up next, in case you missed it, and we got a lot of good reaction to it. We want a big-name free agent quarterback to come in and push Russell Wilson. Who are the candidates? Who would you choose? Next. <laughs> Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. Broncos figure to be in the market for a backup free agent quarterback. And we took all the available free agent quarterbacks, all three of us, you, me, Fever, Mm -hmm. and put together our top five wish list. Now, before we share that and get some reaction from the textures as well. When you think of a backup 
free agent quarterback. What what's the criteria that you're looking for? Um, I want a guy that I want a guy that understands he's the backup, but if he's pushed into service, he can win football games. So, and and I want a guy who's not at the very end of his career. I really, I want a guy, to me, preferably, that is still got growth potential. Um, you know, and there there are those guys that if you're just looking for a year long kind of one year deal, like some of those guys exist, like the Chase Daniels of the world, and even like Andy Dalton actually put up really good numbers for the Saints last year, so. Andy might be looking to go somewhere where there's a young player that he can go in and support, and then if he gets an opportunity to play because that young player just doesn't quite, you know, fit the bill, then he's still got a chance to kind of resurrect his career and play well. But um, I want I want a guy that's, you know, 27, 28, that's still got a lot of football left in him, but is, you know, is a smart dude that, that has that, Ability to continue to grow. See, you're looking at the backup as more of a traditional backup. Correct. See, I'm looking at it differently. I'm looking at it, and I think Fever had the same idea as well with his list, is is the idea that you want Russ to bounce back. You believe Russ can bounce back, Mm -hmm. and you want to give Russ every opportunity to bounce back, but he cannot run unopposed. After a year in which it was all about Russ... It can't be all about Russ. And if anything, Russ needs to be made uncomfortable. And that goes way beyond just taking away the people in his building, taking away the office. It is literally the guy backing him up that he knows he has to be aware of and look over his shoulder because that guy's coming. And that guy's going to be brought here with the idea that, yes, it's Russ's job to start. But if he falters... We aren't going to just stick with him just because we're paying him a lot of money. And we want to have a backup quarterback that we think can come in and not only uh, replace Russ, but win for this team. Not just simply be a placeholder, not just simply be a Band-Aid for a couple weeks, but could end up being the guy for the remainder of the season if Russ craps out after four or five weeks. And you think Gardner Minshew is that guy? I think Gardner Minshew... Well, my top five in descending order, Cooper Rush, number five, Andy Dalton, number four, Baker Mayfield, number three, Teddy Bridgewater, number two, Gardner Minshew, number one. Uh, Fever had, uh, other than Andy Dalton, none of those guys to me. Andy Dalton, because Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton put up better numbers. Like if you look at Andy Dalton's numbers versus Derek Carr's numbers, what Derek Carr did with the Raiders and what Andy Dalton did with the Saints, Andy Dalton actually had, I think, better numbers than Derek Carr. So, like, if you really want a guy that can truly push, that can truly, would would make Russell Wilson maybe look over his shoulder, maybe Andy Dalton, because he's at the, you know, twilight of his career, maybe it's more of a... Uh, a Sam Darnold, or maybe it's more of a Baker Mayfield, or maybe it's more one of these guys that was a former top draft pick 
that maybe hasn't been in the right situation, but under, you know, Sean Payton's expect, expert tutelage. Like, to me, Sam Darnold, then, if that's the direction you're going, bring in a Sam Darnold and say, hey, man, you're going to be the backup, but we want you to push, and I can groom you to become a much better quarterback. How would your list change if Jameis Winston becomes available? And the assumption is that he will. It it wouldn't. For me, it wouldn't change. No? It wouldn't, no. I mean, Jameis, listen, Jameis, even even in the year that Sean Payton coached Jameis, okay, and he was 5-2 and two in that year, uh, and, he, and he, you know, cleaned up some of his interception issues because he only he had, I think, 14 touchdowns in those seven games versus three interceptions. But he still only completed about 55, 54% of his footballs. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't. Now, Jameis is one of those guys that guys like, you know, they rally around Jameis and all that stuff. But ultimately, you know, if you put that guy in, I I just don't think you feel confident in that. Some reaction. Drew Locke. Ooh, Drew Locke. Yeah, you you kept telling me all season, hey, the Seahawks really like Drew Locke. They really like Drew Locke. They like Drew Locke a lot. Yeah. I hate Drew Locke. They just gave Gino, Gino $5 million. Yeah, 52 this year. 52 in the first year. I hate Drew Locke. Well, they like Drew Locke a lot. They, <laughs> they don't want him to play. They just don't want him to play. Yeah, they like him a lot. I'm not into Drew Locke. Hey, we're bringing back Vance. Why not? I got Teddy on my list. I'm going to put Drew as my honorable mention number six. Honorable mention. <laughs> just to get him, just to get him out there. He's 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 my free agent wish list quarterback, also receiving votes. Guy. People threw Marcus Mariota at me. Uh, yeah, what do you think, of Mariota? Um, Mariota was with Tennessee when he got benched. I think it was a game here in Denver when they went with Tannehill. Over Mariota when he was at Tennessee. He tried to walk away from the team complaining about shoulder injury. And at the time, the GM, John Robinson, I think, said, absolutely not. You'll get fined every day you're away from the team. So he had to stick around. This year, he gets benched for Desmond Ritter. And all of a sudden, he has in a serious in Atlanta knee injury and, and left the team. Mm-hmm. And reportedly, they saw him. Four days that he was complaining he's going to have to go have surgery. And then he was at Vegas at a craps table or yep. something. Yeah, no thanks. No, no thanks. I don't I don't need pouty boy. I don't need whiny and he's one of the great young he's a no, he's not a young man, he's older now, but dude, I don't I don't no. need to take my ball and go Can't home guy. Nope. No yeah, thanks. exactly. Right. No for thanks. what for what they need here? Nope. Nope. Yeah. I I, I, I would have been in on Mariota until this, this second this last time here in Atlanta. You're right. He just pouted. He pouted. Yeah. Right. Took his ball, went home. The other thing is, no thanks. The other thing is, you want to talk about a guy that is risk adverse, and I understand that it's important at times. But when you design something that's wide open, you get a one on one, but it's a deeper throw or it's a harder throw, and you turn it down to throw a check down. No thanks. I don't, you're not my guy. When you turn down wide open throws that are the first reason your progression because you're scared. No thanks. Can't do it. Got some uh, Cooper Rush reaction. Yes! Cowboy fans. Cooper Rush definitely kept us afloat. He's a good quarterback. Another one. My seventh grade youth football 
grade game plan was more in-depth than Cooper Rush's. And that's not sustainable now that there's tape on him. Dude went four and one. Yeah. There was enough tape on him. He still played. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a bit. It was like that those foot that football team won four games. Cooper w. Rush did a good job, but W. Four of them. W. If I were if I were the Dallas Cowboys, I would have kept that game plan for Dak Prescott. I'd say, hey, Dak. Kind of like what happened here in uh what happened here in Denver with uh Russ Wilson. Dude, you gotta you gotta understand what you are, what what your game plan is. Stink, I don't want anybody on my football team that doesn't want to be the starter. It's called competition. Okay. I love competition. It's my favorite thing. Well, then let's not just bring in a quarterback where, hey, you're just here to back up Russ. No, you're here to push Russ. And you're here, and if you make a good enough impression, then I will not hesitate to turn to you if Russ struggles. Russ does not have an ironclad grip on this job. It's his job to start the season. But make no mistake. Well, what if you what if you beat him four or five weeks? What if you beat him out in preseason? No, because it's preseason. I don't think you're going to be able. No, 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 no. I, I, I am, I am fine with Russell Wilson being the incumbent. Okay, I'm fine. Hey, Russ, it looks like Russ is trying to do some things differently this year. Fine, we're paying you a crap load of money. We gave a lot up to get you. You're going to be giving the first shot, but understand. This is not a season-long commitment no matter what. If that if you're healthy, you play. Nope. At some point, it is going to come down to performance. And if you're not performing, we're going to go to somebody else. And I think that's why the, the, this whoever they sign, it's important because it has to be with the idea that this guy is not just going to be uh, looked upon as a Band-Aid. This guy could be the guy. Uh, I just don't think – I mean, I don't, I, I don't think anybody – necessarily fits that description. Like you said Dalton. You said Dalton might be a guy that would go to a place where there's a young quarterback with the idea that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, maybe uh, you're going to be the bridge guy, right? You're going to get a chance to start six, seven games before this guy eventually takes over. Or you go to a situation you look at where there is a young quarterback in place, but, hey, he's he's just, he's not making the the jump, and Mm -hmm. I might be given a chance to, why, why wouldn't you look at, if if the feeling out there is that Russell Wilson it might be washed or in a serious decline as a veteran quarterback, wouldn't you jump at the chance to come here, work with Sean Payton? If you, as a fellow NFL quarterback, with your knowledge of the sport and the position, look at Russell Wilson and say, "I don't think that guy's going to bounce back." That'd be a great opportunity for me. I yeah. could be starting by week six. I suppose it depends on how you how, how realistic. Like if I'm a quarterback that that plays in the National Football League and I base my evaluation on fantasy football, then, yeah, sure, I might think that. You know, if I listen to, you know, the text line so about... So you think all the criticism of Russ is just based on fantasy stuff? Fantasy, I think all, fantasy numbers? I think the I think the criticism nationally on Russ from fan bases and from analysts isn't based on, like... The, the narrative that he has lost it, that he can't, like he's washed up, that he can't play him, that's, that's false. Now, did he play really poorly? Absolutely. 
but you've seen him rip throws. Is there anything wrong with his arm talent? No. You've seen him scramble around. Is is he less athletic than than eighty percent of the guys? He's still in the top twenty percent of athletes that play quarterback. Would you not agree with that? Yes. So how is that washed all of a sudden? You guys, act, I mean, the text line will act like, oh, serious decline. No, he's not in serious athletic decline. Was he probably too fat last year? Yep. But the bottom, but, but the bottom line is that. In the right system, doing doing the things that he has been productive at doing over the course of the years, that guy can play. And you know what? I believe you. And I okay. believe that to be the case as well. All I'm saying is that when it comes to signing a backup quarterback, you can't count on it. And you better protect yourself. And it can't just be the classic backup, where's the baseball cap? Holds the clipboard. Sure. And you're okay with playing him for a week or two tops, but that's it. I, I, I think they have to have somebody better than that. Then don't you, then the don't you have the to go. The mom is correct. Then don't you have to go. I mean, I think Carson Wentz is beyond reclamation no, project, no, no, right? No, he's you. done. Baker Mayfield, now he's been with Cleveland. Who else has he been with? Uh, did he? Carolina. Carolina Rams. and the Rams. So now he's you, you're on a, your fourth team. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's been with the Jets and Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a guy that you look at and say, hey, this guy could start an entire season for a team and win six to eight games. So, I mean, if he started for an entire season. So that's why I'm looking at guys like uh, Dalton, Baker, Winston, if he's if he's if he comes available, mm-hmm. guys that I I think could be a starting quarterback in this league, not a not a not a great starting quarterback, but a starting quarterback, not just your traditional backup. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play by play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.